What's good, party people? It's your main man, MMA by Milk, and I hope everybody's staying safe, staying strong, staying positive. It is Suspect Picks. Welcome. Welcome. So, if you're new to the program, uh, I try to focus on other promotions, but primarily, you know, UFC is the main one that I do Suspect Picks on. I always want to try to do the other promotions, but yeah, I focus primarily on the UFC. And this episode is just Suspect Picks. The previous episode was Recaps. Recaps and listener questions. I've separated them. I did do a listener question with my main man, uh, Catfish, last week. But yeah, generally speaking, I'm separating the two. So a lot of old listeners are used to me cramming everything into one. Uh, it's separated. So yeah, because recently I, that's all I've been doing really is primarily focusing on Suspect Picks. So... I hope everybody enjoys today's show. Just suspect picks. Don't forget to check out Recaps and Repent. Came out this week. And let's get right into it. All right, people. Let's get into suspect picks. Already lost the fight. God damn it. Oh, the fight everyone was looking forward to. Oh, this is that one time, that one time bull. You know what I'm saying? God damn, man. This is. <sighs> First, Jan Todd, that fight falls off. Hope Jan's okay. She got con- contracted COVID. Yes, COVID still running amok out here. And then we lost. If I knew something was up with Trace Cortez, it came out last minute. You know, kind of like the last person to wait in. I knew something. And then messing around that damn Brian Ortega taking selfies and whatnot. Focus, God damn, because this is the second time with this nonsense with her. Focus, man. Either either get the diet regiment together to stay in flyway or move up. Move up. It's not so wrong. And you see what the thing that bothers me about fighters moving up. Okay, you come in under. Who cares? They can come in at 130. Nobody cares, man. 130, 132. You don't have to hit 130. Like this, like John Jones, balloon up, then cut down. No, dumbass. No, dummy. Safe walk around weight. Why? You don't have to do that no more, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, just move up. God damn, Matt Chanel. Like, shut up, man. He wouldn't give people his opinion. I think it was him. Wouldn't give people his opinions on Francis Ngano. Man, shut up. Fool had to cut his hair to make weight. Come on, son. Oh. Anyway. Let's get into it. UFC Fight Night Orlando. This is UFC on ESPN 42. And then we got Stefan Wonderboy Thompson out of Fight Party Extreme. Uh, what was that promotion? Can't remember. Can't remember. Extreme Chaos or something like that. Can't remember. Anyway, uh, full contact kickboxing amateur champion. 39 years old, out of Simpsonville, South Carolina. UFC debut was at UFC 143, February 4th, 2012, people. 11-6-1 in the UFC, 2-3 in his last five. On a two-fight losing streak, only finished once, which was by Anthony... Pettis, man, listen, I did, I've, God, I remember that like it was yesterday. I, I was actually out. I was actually out. 
and I was I was tweeting, trying to get my live. That was my early days of MMA Twitter. Get my tweet on, and like a fool, I was like, "Yeah, all Wonder Boy going to do is piece up." Anthony Pettis hit send. The, as soon as I hit send, he got knocked out. I was, God damn! I tried to scramble back on there. And a boy had already quote tweeted me, boy, this tweet is aged well. I'm like, man, I just posted it, you bastard. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Damn it. <laughs> Whew, but who knew? You know, who knew? I mean, Superman punch, boy. Sam. And, well, Pettis ain't, well, neither one's been the same, you know, well. He's struggling over at PFL. So. And so that's that's what I'm saying. Like, people are, oh, you got to go to PFL and make more money over there. No, no, pump your brakes. No, you don't. You Listen, I don't care what sport you're in. You got to win. You're not getting jacked unless you win, okay? So folks got to get out of that. Yeah, you know, you can go over there and make more money. Stop with the make more money. Get your fighting and weight division together, okay? Tracy Cortez. Anyway. Brown belt, as far as I know, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but I know, right? <laughs> Wonder Boy, he goes down. He's like a fish out of water. Same with uh, black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under Travis Luter, of all people. Kevin Holland. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell y'all. Now, Wonder Boy, now usually 39 years old, first thing I say, if you're new to the podcast, the first thing I will call Mr. Wonder Boy is I will call him a geezer and an old-timer because that's old. Not old as far as regular folk go, but old as far as MMA years go. The, he's actually one of him and Clay Guida are two of the most in shape. I, I swear, man, I wish I could take a little of their DNA and give it to these goddamn bum ass fighters, man. Oh my God, Clay Guida! I want first of all, I want some of his energy for myself. I want some of that energy. That dude has the. And I don't know what he does to maintain that energy. This is post-USADA, okay? I don't know what he does to maintain that energy, but I want some of it. You know what I mean? Get some of his energy and just the professionalism to, gee, still make weight. Bunch of bums. I don't, eh. Okay, okay, okay. I digress. Again, <laughs> so it'll be suspect picks, not me and my rant, right? <laughs> uh... Yelling to my mic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because I'm yelling at my mic. I'm yelling at y'all, right? Uh, Wonderboy was undefeated in kickboxing, by the way. 17 finishes via strikes. One by submission. Eight wins by decision. We, Kevin Holland. Out of KOTC, LFA, and Bellator. He is a former XKO welterweight champion. Welterweight and middleweight champ. Fellow Scorpio out of Riverside, California, born November the 6th. And as I said, Black Belt and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under UFC vet Travis Luter. Coming off a loss to Chamiz, where Chamiz just kind of suckered the ball and just snuck him. Punk-ass move as far as I'm concerned. But I mean, I, you know, on the one hand, I'm like, hey, man, if you got to cheat, you got to cheat. On the other hand, it's like, yeah, just don't talk trash and cheat. That's my thing. Like, if you want to cheat, just do what you got to do. You know, hey, if it was a street fight, that's what he would do. And I'm sure that's what Kevin Holland would, you know, he joked about it. But he said that, hey, if it was a street fight, he said it was one of his fights when he lost. He said, well, if it was a street fight, same thing would have happened. So I love that mentality. Uh, Mr. Holland is, uh, he has a record for a number of fights since, I believe it's 2020. That's, you know what I mean? Like, get in there. Get it right. Get to, and he cutting that. This dude is big. 
part of the reason why I, I believe he'll win one, he's the time, I just think that because you know, Wonder Boy with the pacing back, you know, when he does, he I like his distance management, but I think he still get caught, you know. And I know the arms down is just his thing, but I just think when you have kind of the punching ability of Kevin of Kevin Holland, that could be a bad matchup. We'll see what happens. I mean, Wonder Boy might end up winning by decision. I expect this to be on the feet, which is why the UFC, I'm sure, gave him this, gave Kevin Holland this fight. Like, yo, don't retire, don't retire, man. We got a striker for you. Damn, we got to put you with a grappler. Mr. Holland's two and two, two, two and one in his last five, ten, five and one in the UFC. I mean, he he he's not even that old. He ain't been there that long. That's crazy. Thirteen finishes via strikes, six by submission, four wins by decision. Uh, yeah, and somehow he falls. I asked he should be the better jujitsu practitioner. I just think he should be able to win. He is the minus one fifty favorite. One minus one fifty seven favorite in this matchup. Hey, hopefully you can y'all can still bet on UFC. God damn you, James Krause. I mean, you know, it's like I don't want to, you know, get your money. You know, I, I hate telling people, I hate telling people not to do something when it comes to making money. But Jesus, man, keep it on the down low or something. God damn, yeah, I make more awful. You know, betting on fights than I do fighting. Like, no, man, shut up. You keep that to yourself. Anyway, Brian Bandarina is turning to a legend killer. Took out legend and Robbie Lawler. Will he take out legendary RDA? This is a very important matchup per the numbers. If you could possibly have bet on a UFC fight, gee, because if you haven't listened to my previous episode or haven't seen uh, the news, James Krause, thanks to him, there's been multiple things transpiring. Jersey shut down. I think what they did with him, with Jersey, what they did, I I talked about this on Recaps and Repent Part 2. So that's the previous episode from this one that I'm doing now. So you can just go ahead and listen to that right now. And I do a breakdown of what kind of hot water that James Krause got himself into because he's accused of fixing fights. So Jersey kind of banned him. It's like, look, wherever you are, we don't want no parts of it. Your fighters, we don't know parts of them either, which is bad because he is actually a good coach and coaches a lot of fighters. Ontario, Ontario, Canada was like, you know what? We're going to take the whole UFC off because they're not doing enough, which is pretty bad. This is Canada, people. You know, it's like, it's like in the States, hey, it's an American company. Whatever happens in America, nobody else outside America cares. This is Canada. It's like, come on, man. Don't don't screw this up and then lose it throughout. You know, you get countries involved. Because you know, somebody like DraftKings have, may have to say, well, look, man, we might have to tear this contract up, fam. Hopefully that's not what's, hap- that's not what's going to happen. I'm not going to go to extremes. I think the whole thing will blow over. The UFC would do whatever it has to t- do to fix this problem and everything get back to normal. But this is pretty m- bad. Now, RDA is a gold medal world jiu-jitsu champion former ufc lightweight champion he is a minus 560 favorite so if you can bet man brian bandarina pulls this off he was sitting at a um, plus 390 so this is a big deal right here i'm picking the underdog in this matchup right here the plus call me crazy now prime i don't believe that RDA is in his prime, and I agree with my man Catfish that welterweight is not the division for that man. I know cutting weight is a problem. Trust me, my chubby ass can attest. I'm not trying to come up here thinking that, trying to act like weight cutting is easy. 
No, 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 no. But you're grown. You know you can't make the weight class just move up. Now, of course, the problem with the UFC in particular is that there are some big-ass people hiding in some of these. Yeah, you heard me, hiding in some of these divisions. So someone like a Tracy Cortez, five foot four, going up to face off against somebody as massive as Caitlin Vieira, who's standing at five foot eight, a featherweight at that, who is a black belt in judo and jujitsu, would pretty much stomp Tracy one-dimensional Cortez, you know, who, as I said, to me is a, Carla Sparza of you. I know that's harsh, but and I don't it, positive Carla Sparza. She's not, but negative part Carla Sparza, one dimensional, get smoked on her own technique. That is what's going to happen to Tracy Cortez getting subbed the same way Carla Sparza did. Anyway, Mathus, Matthias, I thought it was Matthias. I don't know. Nikolai, 18, 2, and 1. He has a minus 400 favor over Matt Schnell. Already with the weight cutting problems, if he can't get that together, I doubt he can get anything else together. He is a plus 300 underdog in this matchup here. Um, formerly, formerly of Legacy FC, former Legacy FC flyweight champion is Matt Schnell. American Kickboxing Academy. Uh, I believe he's a purple belt in Brazil in Jiu-Jitsu, but I mean, it's American Kickboxing Academy. They teach you, they, you know, they go over grappling over there. I know it sounds crazy, right? They're called the American kickboxing. What are you talking about, Milton? I don't know what the, that, if you want to grapple, you actually can go there and you get your grappling better. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but yeah. Number three, wait, I was about to say number three ranked Taya Tuovasa, but no, nah, he got kicked off the rankings. So we got number four and number five facing off each other in the rankings. Sergey Pavlovich, 16 and one, minus 220 favorite net matchup there. Again, it's heavyweight. Anything can happen. Is this one punch, and that's the end of the fight. We got uh, Tato Avasa. Bam Bam. We got two, double Bam Bam on here. Bam Bam and Brian Bandarina and Bam Bam and Tato Avasa. And Bam Bam said, yeah, we could sell this. I don't know what he meant by settling the nickname. It's like, bro, you're doing good at welterweight. Don't get, don't try to fight some heavyweight and get your ass whipped. Tato Avasa would light Brian Bandarina up. Knock his head clean. Back where it came from. You hear me? No. Stop it. So, yeah, I'm going with uh, Sergey. Now, of course, Taya is a former AFC heavyweight champion. And he is the uh, plus 170 underdog. I'm going with the minus 220 favorite in this one there. Jack Hermanson, the Joker, baby. Who? Roman Delice, who apparently is real grumpy. <laughs> apparently he had an attitude problem. I mean, he's showing up last minute. You know, he don't really want to talk. We know a lot of fighters really aren't down with the interview thing. But, you know, it's like, don't be a douchebag, bro. You know, stop stop being a douchebag. Knucklehead and a douchebag. Stop it. So, but uh, Jack is the, I, you know, I think Roman should. So, see, the thing is, I'm going with Jack. But, 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 see, this is why you got to listen to the show. But I think that Roman should, if Roman had some prep time, um, I, I think he will win this. I'm going with Jack, but yeah, I would if you can slide some change. I hate to keep bringing that up. I keep 
keep talking like that, but if you can slide some change. On the underdog, you probably shouldn't that match up there. Again, like I said, Roman, I think he could win, but I just don't know what his prep time is. We got Eric Anders, 14-7, and seven, versus Kyle Dawkins, Philly, baby. Former CFFC middleweight champ, baby. <laughs> Who went 5-5 five and five as an amateur. And, of course, we all know Eric Anders. A good fighter, but, you know, this is that middleweight. We know, you know, Anderson with this weight fluctuation and going between divisions and all that kind of stuff. I just think there's a lot of things going on with Eric Anderson. He can't put it together. Which should be a fun fight. Nico Price, I'm going with the uh, minus 220 favorite, 225 favorite, Kyle Dawkins. No, no, not, not, yeah, I know what you're thinking. It's not because he's a Philly dude, as my man uh, uh, Cyrus will say. No, nah, I just think he's the better of the two. In this instance, I mean, you know, Eric, if, if he, yeah. <laughs> you know, if he, if he gets himself, to, I don't know, at, you know, I feel about age, you know, it's just age, I don't know, I don't know. But he is someone who should beat Kyle Dawkins, but I just think he's not. Uh, Nico Price versus Phil Rowe, going with the more experienced 15 and 5, minus 148 favorite Nico over Mr. Philip Rowe. Uh, nine and three. I'm hoping that uh, Phil Rowe out of Battleground MMA and Island fights. Hoping that's just just plain hoping that's going to be a good fight right there. Bellator, you heard me. Former Bellator fighter, we got Invicta Strawweight Champion versus Invicta Strawweight Champion, baby. Formerly, of course, and but Emily Dakota is actually formerly from Bellator as well. Was there for a hot minute. 12 and 6, going up against 14 and 12. Angie, of course, as per the course, she seems to always come in as the underdog. Uh, Emily Decote, I'm going with Emily Decote in this one, but remember what happened last last time Angie fought, fought Lupe Gondinez, and I actually thought Lupe was going to wrestle Angie, and Angie just frustrated the hell out of her. Frustrated the hell out of Lupe. Looked like she was shooting for takedowns. She didn't break the fight down as if she was shooting. This that's what it looked like to me. It looked like she was trying to shoot for takedowns and trying to. One time, it looked like she was actually trying to legitly shoot for a takedown. On no, did she get a takedown on Loopy? Wait. See, hold on now. I think she did, but I think a couple times she was just trying to fake like she was doing it just to freeze Loopy up and then piece her up. But at, but to me, Angela Hill is. The better, way better. Now, Emily's been, she's been knocking women out. So, I, you know, but Chenna Steele, Angela Hill. We'll see how this goes. Here he is. Angela's facing another heavy hitter. She did that with Lamos. Almost pretty much won that fight. And then here we go with Dakota. But, again, Angela, she got to do what she did last time. Try to mix it up. I mean, Dakota, I, I, you know, I think she's. Could be a problem with Angela on the ground, but this is the same Angela that got Yao John Nine on the ground. So I, you know, well, you know, little Angie, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, they both around the same, you know, height size. I think everything's virtually identical. Scott Holtzman, who's the minus one eighty favorite, fourteen and five, going up against the thirty-seven twenty-two legend, former UFC Strike Force. Well, not former. Sorry, sorry. KOTC, Strike Force WEC, and now UFC, but he is the former Strike Force lightweight champ, baby. Clayton Charles Guida. 
40 years old. Uh, I got uh, 40, 41, uh, 40. Yeah. <laughs> no, he. Well, oh, shoot. He got a birthday. Uh, yeah, birthday coming up. So, yeah, he'll be 41. Oh, happy birthday, Mr. Guida. Oh, happy birthday. UFC debut October 14th, 2006, when WEC was filtered into the UFC. Who? Sadly, though, if he loses again, um, his win, his wins in the UFC will equal that of his losses. Um, falls to 30, he fell to 37 and 22 after the, uh, after he got subbed by Claudio. And I think a lot of people thought Claudio was the man after that. I'm not trying to disrespect Clay Guida, but yeah, no. I'm going with Scott Holtzman, the 180 favorite in this matchup here. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Clay can get the decision in this one. But yeah. It, it's not because he's, you know, oh, it, it's, you know, Clay just doesn't have a plan. He reminds me of the Korean zombie, you know, excellent fighter, but it's just like, bro, what is the plan? And then him being, he's a jujitsu, like brown belt or something like that. An experienced wrestler, an excellent wrestler still, even at his age. But man, that dude gets caught in submission. He got, he himself, he has like, uh, like 14 wins by submission, but he's lost, like, I think 11 times by submission. It's like, come on, bro. What is going on? I can't talk because my ass would get subbed by Michelle Waterson. And, yeah, I would enjoy the experience. I don't care what y'all think. I don't care what y'all think. <laughs> I'm sorry. The woman's hot. I know she's supposed to be canceled. I know she's supposed to be canceled. But she is hot, man. I'm sorry. That woman is fine because she's getting older and still fine. Like, you know how I feel about the old, you know, she is age-appropriate simping. You know how I feel about age-appropriate simping, baby. That's the good thing about See, that's the thing. Like, fighting, I might not pick you when you're getting up to 37, 36, 37 years old. Pretty much, that's, you know, at least I'm going to put money on you and depending on who you face off against. But it's perfect for age-appropriate simping, baby. Michael, speaking of old, Jesus, lightweight, we got Michael Johnson back again. <laughs> It's not funny, man. It's not funny. 20 and 18 plus 225 underdog, of course, right? Versus Mark DeCasey. Now, I still think that Michael Johnson is still a dangerous striker for Mike DeCasey from Cage Still and BAMMA, former BAMMA lightweight champion, former Cage Commit lightweight champion, MAATC lightweight champion. Is this young man? who is 29, I believe, out of American top team. I believe Mark still is. Purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And coming off of a, you know, and of course, Mr. Johnson, former ex, well, extreme cage fighting lightweight champion, former mid-fight, mid Midwest league, fight league Lightweight champion. Damn. <laughs> uh, he is not doing well. He only, only victory so far since 2019 has been against Alan Patrick, which broke a four-fight losing streak. He lost to Clay prior to Alan and coming off of that loss to Jamie Malarkey. 
Yeah, and he's someone who, it's just his mind, it's just his focus, you know. Even at 36 years old, I think that Michael Johnson is dangerous. But, but it's, see, that's not a problem being a dangerous striker. Who's going to stand with you, you know? Who's going to stand there and stand and bang with him? It's going to be takedown fest again. We're going to watch uh, Mark utilize that wrestling again. Jonathan Pierce versus the damage. Ooh, they got the old timers on this joint, boy. <laughs> Damn. Ooh, Lord. And, of course, Jonathan Pierce out of Bellator. Jonathan's on a four-fight win streak. Just saw him take out Maquan Americani in July on the London card, UK card. But Darren Elkins, NCAA Division I wrestling, brown belt supposedly in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, was tied with the most fights in UFC featherweight history with uh, Max Holloway. I guess this will make him, well, no, Max just fought. I can't keep up with it because I was about to say would he be above him, but no, Max fought recently. Well, not recently, but uh, three and two in his last five. 17 and 9 in the UFC. UFC UFC debut was 2010, people. Nine finishes via strikes, four the damage, five by submission, 13 wins by decision. He is 27 and 10 overall. But I'm going to go with the minus 480 favorite, Jonathan Pierce. And as I said, the ladies were locked in dead even. If they had fought, I would have went with, uh, I probably would have threw some change on Miss Cortez just in case. But yeah, I would have officially picked her boss. And here again, a yet, yet another fight canceled, you know, when it comes to opponents for Amanda. I feel bad for her because first she got two fights canceled versus Waterson. So she's sitting out waiting for that to transpire. Here she comes all the way down. Comes from Brazil all the way down to Orlando, of all places, and the fight's canceled. Cut weight and everything, damn fight was canceled. It's, you know, it's, just, it's like disrespectful to me. You know, it is just entirely disrespectful to me. Anyway, Hinaro uh, Valdez out of Combate Lux, and now he's in the UFC Contender Series winner 2021 from Mexico. 30 years old, coming off of that ground and pound loss to Matt Favola at UFC 270. 4-1 his last five. As far as I know, that young man, this young man right here, has a 100% finishing rate with seven finishes via strikes, three by sub. And he's going up against Natan Levy, also contender series, but he was contender series 2020 out of was it Hertz Hertz Leah Israel coming off of UD UD win over Mike Breeden. He is four and one in his last five as well. Three finishes via submission, four wins by decision, seven and one overall. So you know, LFA. So this is two contender series battling each other. I am going with the minus 195 favorite, Levy. We have 
at featherweight, that's lightweight. We have at featherweight Francis Marshall going up against Marcelo Rojo. And since I was like, man, I, I remember I seen this kid. I guess I remember him from Combate. Ultimate Fighter, Latin America, Season 3 is Rojo. I'm sure that's part of what I remember, too. Two-fight losing streak, 2-3 two and three in his last five, zero and 0-2 in the UFC. So this is an important matchup right here. Height, reach, virtually identical. Last fought, in the U, last fought at UFC 271, eight finishes via strike, seven by submission, two wins by decision, one DQ, 16 and eight overall against Francis Marshall out of Gulf Coast MMA, uh, Ring of Combat, also from the Contender Series, 23 years old, Pellegrino MMA, New Jersey, 4-0 as an amateur, 5-0 as a pro. I'm going with Francis Marshall to maintain his O, but I would definitely slide some change on Rojo, main man 16 and 8. A lot of experience there. We'll see how that fight transpires. And of course, Lady Strawweight again. Lady Strawweight, baby. We got Estelle Nunes from one championship who fought Angel, who dropped the T. On the whole Angela Lee situation over at one championship, Angela coming in overweight, supposed to been deducted 30% of her purse, never happened. So Nunez bounced. Oh, yeah, she dropped that T, baby. I believe it's Antibal, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Two and three in her last five for Estela Nunes. Two fight losing streak. No wins in the UFC so far. Six and three. So this is an important fight for her as well. I hate to see her go. I hate to see her get kicked out no matter what happens. Yasmin. Heragul. Out of Combate as well. Combate. Uh, she's the former Combate Strawweight Tournament champ. Only 24. Three years old out of Tijuana, Baja, California, Mexico. Uh, she's a shorter of the two. Six finishes via strikes. Three wins by uh, decision. She is uh, undefeated at 9-0. and oh, The minus 335 favorite. Uh, you know, definitely, uh, I know this is a tough one. This is a tough one because I don't want neither young lady to lose. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I expect Estelle Nunes to get her ass whipped. She just, she just seems real stiff. I, I don't know what it is. Like, like pull the trigger, sweetheart. What is it that, what's the, what's the, you know, it's, okay, you're going to hit the strikes or you're doing the ground thing. Like, what is going on? We know Yasmin, if you watched her fight, she's going, she's trying to knock, she reminds me of em, a faster version of Emily Dakota. She's trying to knock you out. She's trying to piece you up and knock you out. Good takedown defense. I don't even like Estelle trying to shoot for a takedown. I don't know what the hell Estelle is even going to do in this fight other than become a punching bag. Hopefully she surprises me. You know what I mean? But there you have it. There you have it. Suspect picks for UFC Orlando. All right. Thank you for joining me for Suspect Picks. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hope I helped you in some way. 
figure out what your picks are going to be. Don't forget to check out the Legs Show. It's at Legs Show. Legs, L-E-G-S, Show, S-H-O-W. Twitter, Instagram, and the blog spots. Check it out. If you like sexy women, have posts there pretty much every single day. Give birthday shout outs. If you are a model or a content creator, just shoot me a DM. Um, speaking of which, I love the tags. Always tag me, whether it's the MMA account, whatever, personal account, whatever it is, always tag me. I love being tagged in whatever it is. But yeah, you got to check out the Lake Show. Personal account is at Hassan Milliken. Check me out there, both Instagram and Twitter. You guys stay safe, stay strong, and stay positive.